put your tie on. Can you draw a line straight? He's definitely offside, right? What did he say again? Remember, check, check, check again. Welcome to the Sunday League podcast. Firstly, a man who's a recovery from a night of the darts involves four cans of lager. Dan, how are you doing? Well, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm well, thank you, Scott. Uh, still recovering from the darts, to be honest. It, it was, it was a heavy session, to be honest. Uh, I was probably going through more four-point pitches than I was uh, games at the darts, to be honest. So, yeah, it was a good evening, though. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't say memorable, but, uh, yeah, it was a very good one. So, uh, yeah, nice to be back. Uh, I know we've missed, uh, missed a week, so I think we're going to give it a good crack on, banging a few weeks to consecutive- consecutively through, yeah. Colin? Yes, Scott, of course. Yeah, I was trying to uh, put it on hold for a few, few of the listeners, but no, I can't. I can't lie. It's Carlin again. I'm not seeing you have a card in there, Dan. Where's the card? Hey, these are limited edition FA Cup ones. <laughs> so I no, probably I had to pay one. a bit more from Audi for these. That's probably why the price has <laughs> gone up. But uh... <laughs> secondly, a man. Secondly, a man who's banking on the success of this podcast, starting his career on Saturday Night TV. Harris, how are you doing? I'll tell you what, anyone who wants me on TV on Saturday night, they're more than welcome to contact me. I can see you on Strictly. Yeah, yeah well, I tell you, I reckon I've got some good moves, if I'm honest. Dancing on ice would be better. <laughs> I reckon once I've had a couple of drinks in me, I think get the hips moving. I could I could give any one of them for the money. Uh but yeah, Saturday night TV, dancing, punditry. Um I've no I'd even do some commentary at some point, but so <laughs> message the new, pod new and uh, I'll get back to you. <laughs> What's in the rotation tonight? Well, I'll have to restock up on the the lilies because I, I I drank them. Uh <laughs> but I've got a mango lily cider. Um, so it's it's not actually thinking about it. It's nice, but it's nicer when I'm in the Queen of Bragate because I know <laughs> that I can just neck them, and I'm I'm there for There'll a good time. Still be more, you know. You're uh, drinking down your supplies. Yeah, exactly. It they always seem to run out though, which irritates me. <laughs> uh, I- I'm trying to have a drink, lads. Um, all the bars have run out of rum, um, so I'm trying to find a beer desperately. Um, we're going through the start of the elections over here, and it just means everyone keeps getting tear gassed. So it's a bit of a bit of a trip out to the shops at the moment. So um, <laughs> I, I've got half a can of lager somewhere, and I'm just trying to dig it out. So I will have a can of lager, but um, it won't be fresh. Tell, tell you what, Scott, just going just going back on um, rum on that point. I um you've obviously brought back that Madagascan vanilla spiced whatever it is rum. Yeah. And I was out the other night and I went, Oh, you know what? I enjoyed rum and coke, whatever I had at Scott's. Yeah. So for whatever reason I decided to say, Yeah, give me a double rum and coke. And it was I think it was like the dark spiced oh. Captain Morgan's one. And it was vile, I couldn't finish yeah. it. I was like, What is this? Uh, well, until this election stuff started, it's the one thing we could do well over here, but um, it's all gone down the pan now. So, um, yeah, I might have half a pan of lager somewhere in the fridge, so that's what I'll be digging out. 
during the episode. Uh, the times are a bit tough, but uh, anyway, anyway. Uh, boys, this week we're going to start with a mystery footballer, and I want you to think about it through the pod. And again, as always, see if you can get the answer. So let's have a look at this week. He started his career at Watford in 1987. Between 1989 and 1992, he made over 70 appearances for Norwich. He made nearly 250 appearances and was a Premier League winner at Blackburn. He had spells at Spurs, Pompey and ended his career at Cov. But he had a failed managerial career, which saw him take credit for what finding one of England's greatest ever strikers. We've got a little bit tougher, maybe. You got any initial ideas, lads? Yeah, to me, Scott, I think this is one of the easier ones. Huh? Yeah, I, I, I think I've got this one quite what quite quickly. From then, because I'm 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 struggling at this one a little. Um, obviously, we won't give answer straight away because we're doing this at the end. Yeah. Um, Premier League winners medal at Blackburn. To me, there's only so many people that I can name. I was going down the Shearer route there. Yeah, well, yeah. And now I'm thinking failed manager, Spurs, Bill Pompey, Shearer. Cov. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, Did a great job at Newcastle. <laughs> and, and finding one of England's greatest strikers. Uh, obviously, I know who that's going to be and I know who he played for. So, really? yeah. to, to me, this one's one of your easy ones, Scott. And I think you've uh, let yourself down on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Well, we'll save the suspense for the, the end, shall we? But uh, well, yeah, I'm wrong. wrong at the end. Yeah, some, sometimes you try and you just don't succeed, do you? And that's I think they say give up. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's take a look back at uh, the weekend, then, boys, and we'll start uh, with Saturday's early kickoff, which saw Spurs grind out a victory away at Luton. Dan, Spurs and grinding out results don't necessarily go together. So um, how impressed were you with them? Well, yeah, I was really impressed. Uh, I think for them to get uh, three points is just massive. It doesn't matter who they're against at the moment, really. It's it's one of those where I'm expecting Luton to get something from at home at some point. So gradually, the longer it goes on, you're like, they're going to take a point off someone that is very big at some point because they're not going to keep losing at home and it the longer it goes uh the more the team that they play it's going to be harder for them to break down so yeah for Tottenham just to come away with a win when I seen that they uh went down to 10 men I thought actually Luton could do it here so and even for, for me an even better win to be honest with 10 men I thought for Suma, he was a madman. Why has he made that uh, the second challenge? I do not know. I thought well, he got sent off with a... diving in the end, didn't he? Yeah, yes. So uh, I just thought this is. I I, I really like the and Postecoglou. glue. So yeah, I think what he's trying to implement into the Spurs team is a uh, it's good for Spurs fans definitely because I thought they were going to be struggling when Kane left. To be honest, but uh, no, they seem to. Well, they're making the title race a bit more interesting for everyone, aren't they? So that's that's great for all these uh, neutral fans. But yeah, I, I don't think it was an, a bad game for Luton, to be honest. I think they had chances. They they put on a good show. I think, don't get me wrong, before the start of the game, you'd be thinking, I'd take a 1-0 loss, to be honest. But they probably, they probably could have got more from that. So I don't think they'll be disheartened from it. And I think, yeah, they're, they're like... 
they're like everyone's second favourite team. I think everyone wants to see them. They probably escape relegation, don't they? But yeah, it's going to be a long season for them. Uh, Harris, uh, uh, nil-nil. I think I can't remember the Luton striker's name, but he missed a bit of a sitter. To be fair, um, Carlton Morris. Obviously, huh? Is it Morris? Carlton Morris. Uh, I think it's not Adebayo or something like that. I can't oh remember yeah, his name. I think um, he missed about ten in about twelve chances, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, I mean, obviously James Madison's at Spurs, so uh, you've got some personal feelings there, I imagine. But DC Spurs kind of challenging all season, or are they going to drop away as normal? Um, I don't, I don't know. I think the pro- the problem is Spurs are performing really well. They're not. I know they're only getting like a one 0 win against Luton. It's not like you can say, oh yeah, you you should have battered them because they they should have. Uh, and your likes of, I think Man City beat them 3 0. Um, I suspect Arsenal will end up beating Luton heavily as well. I, f- I feel that if you're in a title challenge, what's what's more important, hammering the teams near the bottom or just getting the three points on the board? Obviously, everyone will always want to say, well, hammer the team because then it shows you the inferior side. But winning more games 1 0 and winning that. Um, league title will definitely be more rewarding. Yeah, I agree, to be honest. I, do you know what? Sorry to put in, I just think this could be one of those seasons that, because there are quite a few good teams, that anyone that can just sustain a bit of uh, uh, just winning games week in, week out, it doesn't matter how you play kind of thing. I think a few of the big teams will drop points, a bit like, uh, like you Man City and Arsenal, they're dropping points still. Like I'm saying, Arsenal haven't fallen off the wagon just yet. But uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be if you can grind out those wins, it don't matter. It's not going to be these four or five nil wins that are going to win anyone a season. It's going to be the one nils, the the two ones that do a bit like the Leicester City season when we won. We there was no flattering result. It's you're grinding out results, aren't you? Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, I just, I just assume that uh, the Spurs effect takes place at some point. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, gets about. I think this year's time. different. I, I think this year is different for Spurs. I, I, I see them finishing first or second. Uh, I don't want them to finish first, but I, I, I think at the minute, going up into this international break, they look the much better side. Well, I'd, say, I'd say they look better Jan. than Arsenal. Sorry, no. striker in Jan. But this is the next thing, though. They're playing really well without a striker. I'm not saying Madison's, like, every, like since he's gone in, he's changed the club round. But Son's playing well. Madison's playing well. Richarlison, although he might not be scoring, I think he scored one. He um, He's still a handful to be, to deal with. And um, Yeah, sorry. I, I, worry, you, I worry for them if... Uh... If Madison was to get injured, though, I think he's the the life and soul of a lot of Spurs. Uh, the Spurs footing the team at the moment seems to be coming from around him. When uh, obviously Son scored the hat trick, I think two or three of them were assists from Madison. You got Richardson, yeah, he is scoring. He scored on the back of that uh, one where he came out with the uh, mental health issue, didn't he? But and then. Uh, and uh, yeah, Madison's obviously. If they lose Madison, I I do feel for him a little. But he's never had injury problems before either, has he? So you know, he'll, he'll be all right. Tottenham have never won a trophy before. 
<laughs> Saturday's late kickoff was a game to forget as far as travel to Palace. Adam, did the game actually happen? Are both teams just in a battle for 13th? Uh, I don't know. It's. I kind of think I was expecting a bit more of this game. Uh, a nil-nil. It's. I I thought there'd be goals in it. I don't know why. Um, I. I don't want to. I'm. I'm going to be positive. I'm not going to say Forest are going to be the relegation battle that we we saw last season. Um. Yeah, I'd say the both. I think they will be battling for thirteenth. It's one of them positions that it's palaces that have had the last couple of years. I I don't know, Scott. Uh, yeah, I've, it it is the battle of the thirteenth on this one. Uh, I've got to be honest, Harris. I know you're stuck for words, but there was nothing much in the game. The one thing <laughs> I haven't seen it, Dan, or parts of it, was that I don't know his name, the centre half for for Forest. Who went on some mazy run? Like, it was like, like bloody Pele. Pele Murillo. Yeah, skilling Murillo. a load of players, but then just to sum up the quality of this game, and then just toe punted it straight at the keeper. So, you know. Um, it's bad when we're talking about a centre half having the best chance of the game. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I assume both sets of fans come away and go, you know, I'm happy with that, but God, watching that every week must be tough, eh? Yeah, yeah, no, I pretty much agree with you there, Scott. I think you've summed it up there. Uh, yeah, I think both teams would have been very disappointed if they'd have lost the game, wouldn't they? Like, seeing if you're a Forest fan, you're probably thinking this is an away game we can probably nick something from, and a Palace team thinking the same that they should be winning against uh, a Forest team. So, yeah, come the end of the season, they'll probably be happy that they haven't lost the game. So, the points. The points uh happy for both teams. Uh, let's move on, shall we? Sunday afternoon yeah. saw the Geordies and the Irons battle to a great Desmond with a great last-minute Kudus finish. Down after hard-fought European performances, including the demolition of PSG, that was quite a good game, weren't it? But who will be happier? Yeah, it was a great game, wasn't it? Uh, I think you've got... I look at both of the teams and I think... For me, I, if I was saying who was going to win that, I'd probably be back in Newcastle. I think they're the stronger side. So I'm saying that West Ham would be happier with that, uh, especially after the midweek. If you were to go from the midweek results, what West Ham winning in the Europa League, Newcastle beating a PSG side, everyone must have been thinking that Newcastle side is just going to carry on. But Will they either? So you've got to bear in mind they're, they're probably quite a small squad in terms of these European teams that are, uh, are challenging in the Champions League. They've probably got a lesser number of players that are ready to play week in, week out. So, yeah, a, like you say, a good result overall for both teams. But, yeah, I was very impressed with Isaac, the striker, to be honest. I thought he... Is it his second season at Newcastle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think it, this is his season, to be honest. I think he will have a really good season. But, uh, yeah, top no. Top goal in the league, isn't he? Pardon? I think he's the top goal scorer in the league. Oh, oh he's Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. No. I don't know. I thought he was. But, uh, yeah, but other than that, I think West Ham, obviously, 
I'm not 100% Holland. sure where they are in the league, but I think they're, they're sustaining a much better season than they are last year where they were just above. So I think David Moyes is trying to get the grasp of both playing in Europe and uh, managing the league as well. So, yeah, I think I think they'll both have a good season this year. Hey, Harris, it's quite nice to see like a little northern club, um, you know, with not much investment, uh, take on one of the European giants, you know, come from uh, money from the Middle East. Uh, you know, just a bit of a hard look story where they're really, you know, they're, they're taking the ball by the horns. It's really easy to get behind Newcastle, right? You know, they just represent us. <laughs> yeah, I it's one of, I think it is because where they are in the country that everyone's like likes them a bit. Uh I mean I'm I'm a Macken myself, big big, <laughs> big Macken. <laughs> no, I've got you know, I've got uh family that support Newcastle, some friends that support Newcastle. It you find out that there's a lot of Newcastle fans out that come out of the woodwork all of a sudden in probably the last two years. Um, you didn't really hear much of them when they got relegated, but they are a well-supported club. And when when they beat PSG, you you, you were looking out for their score because, like you say, I'd rather support Newcastle than Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea. You know, so I, they will always probably have my support at some point. No, you know, there's nothing off, nothing kicking off over that side of the world either. So you know that they'll be involved in. So you know, it's really, really, really just a heartwarming story. <laughs> Super Sunday was dull for a long time. Uh, Kovacic tries his best to leave the game early, uh, but Ake not being able to move his head quick enough saw Arsenal and Arteta's tight arse beat Man City one 0 Man City lost all three of their games without Rodri. Does this change the title race, Harry? Yeah, I think it. I think it does because I going back to my earlier comment. I think it's going to be Arsenal and Spurs that are going to be up there now. Um, they're going to they're going to finish third. It's just it's just not a score. But Man City are going to finish third. Yeah, third, third. Because I, I think I think I think Arsenal and Spurs are better than them this year. Yeah, come um, on, Scott. He thought Harry Kane was going to get the golden boot. Like, <laughs> we'll get on to that. <laughs> No, I just, I, I, they, they, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have been dropping points to Arsenal. I know Arsenal are a top contender, but they should have at least got a point from that. And it was all Arsenal as well watching the game. And like you say, if if Kovacic had been sent off in the first half, which I believe he should have for two bookings, I think Arsenal would have walked away with that. And even even because he didn't get sent off. Arsenal dominated the game completely, um, and I'm I'm glad they got that late winner because it kind of told Man City you you're not going to win it every year, which I I enjoy because I don't want the Premier League to be that type of one where it's Man City year in year out. Uh, to be fair, like Declan Rice has had a hell of a start to his Arsenal career, and he's here. I don't know if you've seen the videos. He's even checking out. Checking out the stewardesses that work in the tunnel now, but um, <laughs> I mean, damn, Man City. You know when Guardiola was first first came in, it was all you know tick attack of football. David Silva, uh, you know Aguero, sort of small midfielders. He seems to have gone to a place where his centre halves are about six foot five. Rodri's an absolute unit. John Stones is playing midfield. Haaland's an absolute beast. Um, is this just him adapting to I don't know English football from the nineties? 
or has he got a good plan going on here? Because it, it's a little bit worrying, isn't it? It well, it's it's easy for us uh, pre Sunday league footballers to question Pep Guardiola and what <laughs> he's doing, but uh, and, and I'm not just saying this just because they've just come off the the back of a one nil loss, but you you've got to look now at who they've uh, got lost this season. So obviously. I'm not going into transfer-wise, but it obviously De Bruyne is a massive loss just before... The, uh, did he get injured? Did he play the first game? In? He got injured or something. Yes. So, uh, which probably could have gave him time to have got someone in, probably a panic buy or something. But also, you're replacing some very good players that they've lost as well. So, they've lost uh, Gundogan, which yeah. was a big, big player. Uh well, Cancelo, they've not really replaced. Yeah, the Cancelo thing, I never really understood myself. I think the Bernardo yeah. Silva one hanged over for quite a long time. Uh, He's yeah. just he yeah. stayed now, hasn't he? But uh, yeah, that one, I just, I don't, I don't think Carl Walker's up to, uh, not Carl Walker, uh, the, the defensive midfielder. Kovacic. No, the well, I don't think he's good enough, but I don't think. Rico, is it Rico Lewis? Is. is that his name? The young no, guy, the Leeds one. Uh, oh, Calvin Phillips. Phillips. Oh, is it, yeah, sorry, I don't think he's good enough either. They should have offloaded him straight away. I think they they try to sometimes sign players that aren't at the peak and try and get players into the peak rather than they probably should have gone for someone that's straight into that mould. And I think, yeah, the player that won the game in this one is Declan Rice. To be honest, I think. It's a player that both teams were in for, whether that was actually realistically that uh, Man City wanted him. But this is a massive, massive result because at the end of the day, you don't see both of these teams losing too many games. And one team to win one week and one team to lose that week, that's like, in in effect, it's a six-point game that uh, Arsenal have got. So, yeah, this is massive. And, I, yeah, they're, they've come off the back of what? They lost to Wolves as well, so... And yeah. Newcastle in the cup as well, aren't it? So yeah, so not, it's impressive to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I think the Declan Rastor, if I remember right, was a, a pundit that was challenging Harris's takes. I think who was saying that uh, Pep Guardiola was just ringing up and upping the price or something, because or, or Declan Rice was ringing and upping the price or something. Which is what I think up there with what Harris usually says. So um, there we go. There's his there's his new best mate, I imagine. <laughs> um, Dan. What about the best of the rest of the weekend? Which game do you want us to talk about? Uh, I want to talk about the Manchester United against Brentford. Yeah. So uh, obviously, I think I don't. I think obviously everyone knows the story of how Manchester United are doing at the moment. They're not having the greatest of starts, but uh, yeah, this was a massive win for them, wasn't it? Tip. I think the blow that's obviously saved them in there is uh, McTominay. So I think. I was always surprised that he's not had more of a chance at Manchester United, especially with uh, this week being the internationals. But McTominay's been flying for uh, Scotland. So, yeah, him not to come and get a chance, but to pull it out of the bag on this one, I just don't get it. Obviously, blessing to uh, Sir Alex Ferguson's wife that passed away at the weekend. So, And then, uh, yeah, it had to be that McTominay would dedicate his goal to Sir Alex Ferguson, someone who's brought him through the brought him through the ranks. And uh yeah, this this one's unbelievable. And it, it 
and win it in Fergie time as well. <laughs> it's, it, hey, it's Paris, I, I know there was some criticism, no doubt, from Man United fans uh, for David De Gea. But I do find it interesting they've signed a keeper that apparently has no arms. Um, <laughs> you know, he just seems to jump over the ball rather than save it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jensen's shot. I think I could have saved that. Um, it looked like a very floppy hand or <laughs> forearm that it just went under. And I think you're a goalkeeper. That's your strength. Like, you're going to be able to stop the ball from going out. Uh, I don't know why they just didn't keep uh, De Gea on as like a backup uh, for in case Onana gets injured. I don't even it was know. Who the ground on Wednesday, wasn't it? Oh, sorry. De Gea was at the ground on Wednesday. Oh, well, yeah, but not in contract. That's the problem. Um, <laughs> I don't know who their backup keeper is. Um, but one thing that still amazes me is the guy's not got a club. Yeah. And I, I thought he would be able to get snapped up by anyone. Um, mm. I'm, I'm very surprised at that. Uh, I've, I've got Onana in my fantasy team. Safe to say he's, he's, he's been called now because he, 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 be, he won't be in there next week. Oh, you've got rid of him. But you were saying you were saying on Saturday, Dan, that you were going to put Turner in instead. Well, no, I still back to Nana, and then uh, yeah, Matt Turner got more points. <laughs> He's my subkeeper, by the way. Um, well, boys, with uh, the international break coming up, another one already. Um, we thought we'd take this minute to have a look at what we predicted at the start of the season, and now we're getting on at the moment. Um, should we start with the good news? Our, our bottom threes are looking pretty good. We we all had Luton in the bottom three. Dan, me and you also had Sheffield United. So that's, that's looking pretty strong. Um, and then between us, we had Wolves, Everton, and obviously Harris had Forrest because he had to. So, um, you know, we're looking all right there. And the bottom's, bottom's looking all right. Um, the top's a bit more interesting. Uh, Dan, you've got Arsenal to, to come top, which, uh, you know, maybe a good result at the weekend. I thought I was doing all right with Man City, but Harris has told us they're going to come third. Um, Harris, you had Chelsea to win the league. Uh, how are you feeling about that one? I do not feel confident in that at all. I mean, luckily they got the 4-1 win over Burnley, which, yeah. again, I'm still waiting for the this company masterclass to come shining through, which I don't think it ever will. If you wait a um, while. I, you know, I, I, I think they still had a chance if they'd picked this up maybe two, three weeks ago, uh, or maybe eight weeks ago, to be precise. Uh, but can't do anything about that, can I? And if it helps, at least Chelsea are in the league because uh, your top goal scorer you went for Harry Kane, and uh, I'll be, I'll tell you what, I'll give you five thousand to one on him being the Premier League top goal scorer this season. Hey, we've got I, feel, I feel like I should have some sort of vote of confidence and someone allow me to change my... Because when we put the these out, he, he was a Tottenham player. So I've been screwed over there. I feel like other people knew that he weren't going to be there. In moving, did well, come like, out, we, didn't it? We yeah, knew definitely. inside knowledge. Like, <laughs> we knew inside knowledge. Uh, Dan, we're taking the mick out of Harris. Um, I had Spurs as my underachievers, uh, which isn't looking great at the moment, is it? With uh, Big Angie and everyone's favourite manager. Um, you had knockoff Haaland, Hoyland, as the young player of the season. Has he played yet? Yeah, 
well, in Europe he's played. He seems to score when they lose. But uh, yeah, no, no. I think he must have been on a combined uh, time of about ninety minutes so far. So I think he'll have a good uh, end to the season. And look, we don't do the numbers that Gary Lineker does on his podcast, but I, I think his job's safe at the moment. I've got to be <laughs> honest. Um, I, is there anything other than Harry Kane being the top goal scorer, boys, that you've seen at this point that you might change? You I think, uh, Harris will win the. I think he's got a good shout for the player of the season. To be honest, he's had Declan Rice, so yeah, very good shout. Uh, if you're going off what the current, uh, what our current uh, predictions were, you'd probably go. Surely, I've got to be going uh, high for the manager of the season, Arteta, just because of the way they're going at the moment. Out of the three of us, anyway. Yeah, well, especially Scott's shout. I reckon mine's still got more of a shout than Scott's. Oh, big company. <laughs> he won't even be a manager at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have we lost uh, in the Premier? No, not yet. No, so there we go then. Let's, let's go for a new one. Let's add a prediction. Here we go. I want first manager to go. Oh, uh, I'm strangely going to... I'm going to go the Luton manager. Ooh. Who's that? Uh, Let me tell you his name. Oh, Jones? Rob? I don't know. Yeah, Rob Edwards. That's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll go Rob Edwards. Because... My thoughts behind that is if Chef, you haven't sat their manager yet, they ain't sacking that manager. <laughs> he's gone. He, he, he's going to be my prediction. He's the next one to go. I mean, yeah. at the start of the season, I'm sure I did mention uh, it'll be what's his face, the Forest boss Cooper to go first. Yeah. Uh, but again, like always, yeah. I change my predictions. They're my overachievers of the season. <laughs> uh, you're a Sheffield United. To be honest, if you haven't picked Sheffield United, it's where I'd have gone. Um, but I'll be different. Uh, Sean Dyche, and you can't lose to Luton. It's another job. I know he won't lose. Not Dyche. But you can't oh, lose to Luton. Dyche. You cannot lose to Luton. I'm not having it. I'm being a professional manager. You know, I think Bournemouth will probably try and get uh, the manager of the season back. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, I'll tell you what, they are They are struggling, aren't they? They are struggling. He, he could be horse. Yeah, Boys, let's talk. Let's talk fancy football um, very quickly. Uh, look, you know, it's one of those where, oh, I'm doing all right. I'm up in seventh. But I had a dreadful week. Um, look, you boys, I, I, I'd probably give up if I was you, 14th and 16th. Um, I imagine you just want me to move on. But uh, Sheffield United <laughs> might be pants. Um, they might have no chance this year. But at least Jack Walters is top of the league. So he's got he's got something to put a smile yeah, on his face. Yeah. yeah, good luck. Especially as yeah, as a chef you fan, he'll be happy with that, won't he? I mean, I, I called that he'll be a good player when he was at New York or wherever it is in, in America. What, Jack Walters? No, 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 Jack Harrison. Is that what we're on about? No, Jack Walters. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in New York. He's in. Uh, he's in uh, Leicester. Le- yeah, Leicester somewhere. I imagine. God, DJ <laughs> Walters. That that bloody side is strong, isn't it, Harris? Yeah. <laughs> Have you, has he um, sent you some, Scott? <laughs> yeah, God. Super 6. 
let's talk about football predictions. That's what we're all about. So, um, I've got to be honest, I'm mid-table, so uh, it's not looking great. But I'm above you, Aris, so that's the main thing. Uh, yeah, but I have also missed two weeks because no, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Good friendship group that we've got. There's no uh, alert to say, don't forget your super six. It's always me doing the reminding. I never get it in return. So, can I just yeah. make a shout out to that because there's a Jacob Cross in a third place that he bangs on to me at work every week, and he he's probably our biggest fan of uh, of listeners, and he's like. I want to shout out on the pod, and uh, it is to you, Jacob. We dedicate this uh, episode to you. He's only three uh, points off the top, so yeah, you can do and, it. And, and his missus name or something. You can so do it, Jacob. That's Sky Bet Yeah, unless he's a unless he's a cross dresser. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, let's go back to that mystery footballer then—the one that I let you all down. Apparently, um, he had a career that started at Watford in 1987. Between 1989 and 1992, he made over 70 appearances for Norwich. Nearly 250 appearances and a Premier League medal at Blackburn. He had spells at Spurs, Pompey and ended his career at Cov before a failed managerial career, which saw him take credit for finding one of England's greatest ever strikers. Now, Daniel said, no, you said you had no idea. But Harry said it's one of the worst ones I've ever done. So come on, Harris, who is it? Is it Tim Sherwood? Damn it, it is as well. Oh, oh I get him. Get him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, was, it was an easy one. It, it, the Blackburn link. And then the. the I wouldn't have guessed it from that. Then the fa- and then the failed, failed manager career. And then claims he was responsible for Harry Kane. Uh, but he was the one who let him go on loan to Leicester. Who then. Yeah, it was Nigel Pitt that did the Harry Kane career. When he signed him on loan at Leicester on. Yeah, but it was Sherwood that was the gaffer then, wasn't it? Yeah. They had a million gaffers at that time, didn't they? All I remember is I was at a villa, I was at Leicester Villa. Yeah. And he went down at half time and gave him the air dry treatment before he was in charge, and then they went and won. Really irritated me. (laughs) Well, weren't he also in charge when we beat him in the last minute with Nathan Dyer? He in charge then? Yes. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. (laughs) Um, I'll be back stronger next week. I'll, I'll get you a get you a better one next week. Um, Fingers crossed. There's only international football this weekend, and England are playing Australia, so no one really cares. Um, so there's not much mm-hmm. for predicting this week. Um, we will come back Scotland, no? Good luck, yeah, Scotland. Scotland but we don't care about them. It's national, Dan. So we'll come back with a Tony Treble next week. So for this week, boys, um, unless you've got anything else, uh, we, we'll wrap it up here. I bet. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, like I'll I say, see you both uh, later. Yeah, take care. <laughs> see you later.